You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Enjoying the podcast? Consider supporting it on Patreon. You'll get behind-the-scenes looks, sneak peeks, extra bonus content, and best of all, a way to interact with me, your host. You'll also get discounts on merch like tank tops and magnets and all the other services I provide, like booking me to speak, coach or consult, or even advertise here on the podcast. Check it out in the show notes or in patreon.com slash choose your struggle. Plans start at as little as $3.40 a month, and all the money goes right into the podcast. All right, let's get back to the show. Hello and welcome to another Monday Motivation episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I haven't done one of these in a couple weeks, so I've had special episodes. I haven't really had the time as I've been moving, but now that I'm here, I'm all set up and we've had a lot going on. And so that's going to be this episode. As the title suggests, and as I mentioned with uh, the, the intro to Friday's episode, this episode is about what's been happening in this country over the <laughs> forever but but really the focus has been on it the last you know month and so I want to start with this analogy let's take a step back right let's look at this as if it's another country if we heard about another country let's say we open the New York Times or or some leading leading uh, news source here and they reported that in said country their police force were averaging more than three murders a day some of them, it, you know, some of them, the person had a weapon, some they didn't, some the person was, you know, menacing. It doesn't really matter, you know, because as our news often does, it would just be that headline, more than three people a day murdered by the police of said country. And that country was also averaging more than one mass shooting a day. I think it's like 1.3 or 1.4 on average over the last month. We would all be horrified we would be aghast we would be like oh those third world countries and their murder problems we do this all the time right we we see things that happen in other countries and then someone forces us to step back and be like well but that happens here too you know like the u.s has has invaded other countries for less you know what i mean so that's where we are we are in a situation those numbers are our numbers over the last month, I think it's actually six weeks, they were using the, the, the time period of the Derek Chauvin trial, which, by the way, recording this on Thursday after that verdict has been read, which I'll touch on in a minute, but they used that period to really show people that, you know, obviously a couple of these get focused, but this is a huge problem, you know, and let's look at those two different situations when it comes to murder the police murder obviously people are always like oh well this one had a weapon that one some of them do some of them have weapons some of them are in situations where they are menacing police and that's where it really ties into the other issue of the mass shootings there are too many guns in this country you know i mentioned this on an earlier episode but um, there are shocking statistics in places where there aren't guns available like there are here and where police don't carry guns. I think the most clear is that like there have been months 
where the U.S. had more police-led murder than the entire Great Britain did for like 20 years in, in one month. And that's because both sides have guns here. Whereas there, they don't. It's a lot harder to get a gun if you're just an everyday citizen, and police don't carry them. It's a special force that has guns. Special people are trained to use them, and they have other services. And, and that's something that we're trying to get here, but police are standing in the way, and our, our elected leaders are standing in the way. You know, Even the ones that are open to change are calling for reforms. A perfect example, I actually wrote into our local paper here, they were applauding the police for this new program where they are allowed to send people to rehab instead of uh, or, or programs like that instead of sending them to the court uh, when, when the, the police are allowed to make that decision. And as I said, why are police making that decision? They're not trained in health. They don't know if they come across somebody if they are in serious need of of rehabilitation or if they are just a, a, a an average user of of drugs but we are unable to or, or too many people I should say are unable to take a step back and say okay what if change is a complete reimagining of this situation and not change within the box right change within the box in this situation is police should be able to do more things or police can accompany like the the this example of uh the ride along uh, or um, the, the quick response teams where i went on a ride along with them and it was a policeman and a health professional uh and and another team member um there was no peer recovery person there was no one who had actually been there and the first person knocking on the door is a policeman so I went along this entire day seeing them how they seeing how they do this. And at the end of the day, the woman running it pulls me aside and says, so, you know, you're a person in recovery. Can you give us some tips? And I said, do you really want my opinion? She said, yes, I would love your opinion. I said two things right off the bat. Number one, why is it that nobody on this team has been through this experience? That is horrible. You cannot talk their talk. You cannot tell them you've been where they are. Why should they trust you? And they were kind of, they like didn't understand why their numbers were so low. Like it wasn't working. And I was like, that's reason number one. Reason number two, if I am actively using, doesn't matter if I'm struggling, uh, you know, in this case, everybody, every house they're going to has recently experienced an overdose in that location. So clearly their use has at least graduated to misuse, if not active blown addiction. And... I said, it doesn't matter who you are. If you look through your people or look through the window and the person is a cop, you are probably not opening the door. Does not matter. That's the best case is that you're not opening the door or you are and being very cagey. The worst case is you do something horrible. You you run to the back and start cleaning out your drugs. You try to go out the back door. I mean, something horrible because you just see a cop there, you know? And it's like... <laughs> Why can't they see that, right? I mean, the police, it's, it's, we still want both things. We want the, the situation where, well, we want people to trust police, but we're also not willing to acknowledge that we are so far past that. And I think a lot of this boils down to a level of defensiveness. You know, 
um, as my brother and I talked about it in a couple episodes again uh, ago, and, and by the way, someone reached out to me the other day and said that they listened to that episode and they really liked it. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I didn't think that was the best one because it's not really like this podcast is normally. It was just my brother and I, you know, talking about a lot of really important things. And they said, no, like, that was cool. We got to know you better. And I was like, that I love that feedback to thank you to that person. You know who you are. Um, but as we talked about on that, the U.S. is awful at admitting we are wrong. It does not matter. Even the Vietnam War, there are still, oh, well, you know, that didn't go well. But over no, like <laughs> the U.S. cannot admit that we failed. And it's why we have so many of these issues that have been going on forever. Right. I mean, there are people. I, I hear this all the time. Oh, why do you have to talk about race so much? Why does it always go back to slavery? There are people still alive who knew slaves. Like, th- th- I was reading this incredible firsthand account probably a week ago of a woman who grew up in the home of her great-grandmother who was in slavery. Like, these people are still alive. We are not that far removed from slavery and yet we still have people who are just like can we just move past it no we can't because the u.s has not once said we're gonna make this right and so when it comes to these things right the u.s does not do that well and so when you have things like police killings they go okay we need reform no this is a failure This is a failure. We need to completely reimagine this system. And it's not like that hasn't been done. Other places do this better than us in a lot of ways. And that makes me think of the conversation I had with Nikhil Paul, which was the special episode last week, where we talk about how even good people, right? I think I'm a pretty good person, and yet there is a lot that I get wrong. There's a lot I need to do better. I credit my wife with being for, for being a person who is constantly pushing me to be better and to reimagine things and to think of things in a different way. Uh, a guest from last season, Priya, really, I, I think that was might that might have been the most challenging moment of that. And when we talk about that, how the first interaction we had, I failed. I did so poorly in that moment because. She really pushed me, and it was that kind of thing where it challenged my own view of myself so much that at the time, this was, what, four years ago, three years ago, uh, I really was struggling to accept this notion that even good people have a lot they need to get better, and I didn't take it well. And it took me a learning moment, some humility, some reflection to go back to her and say, I'm ready. I, I, I did not handle that well. I'm sorry. Let's work together. And too few people have that, right? You know, we all know that person who thinks their shit doesn't stink, as they say, who thinks that they are just God's gift to the world. And by the way, usually those people are the fucking worst, but even those who are incredible still are (laughs) deeply flawed. And that is the U.S. in a nutshell. 
we like to think of ourselves as this incredible nation. That is literally our identity, the American dream, right? And there is, I mean, we hear this all the time from immigrants who are like, I came here for a reason. So it's sort of this, this, like, if you only want to look for the good, you can find it. But there is nowhere that is no country. There is no nothing that is anywhere close to perfect. That's just a, a deeply flawed idea. And yet the U.S. likes to think of itself as perfect. You know, you hear this a lot. Uh, I This is something I absolutely despise about Joe Biden is that he constantly says things like that's not America when there's mistakes, which, by the way, yes, that is that is literally us to a T. We are a deeply flawed place, and we need leaders to say that. We need leaders to say we are we have a lot wrong with us because until you admit that, you can't improve. We keep electing these people who like their entire platform is America is the fucking best. That is that was I honestly cannot think of anything Joe Biden ran on other than that idea. The American dream. That is such a harmful idea because if you believe that we are just the fucking best, you aren't allowed to say there's anything we can do better. If your entire platform is we're perfect, you can't do better. You know, our our better our better nature will win out only if we admit that we're flawed. So this is what I come down to when I think of the fact that during <laughs> at the same time that Derek Chauvin was being uh, read the fact that he was guilty and all, what what's going to happen, like that was a beautiful moment made awful by the fact that another police shooting was happening at the same time. And this one was a 16 year old black girl. Like, what the hell? What a perfect encapsulation of America. And then, by the way, and then Nancy fucking Pelosi goes, uh, let puts out a statement thanking George Floyd for being a, like, what a horrible thing. Just what a soulless thing to say. And when I read that, I was like, ooh, that, that is, that's not good. Like, that's hurtful. That's awful. That's a terrible. And then I started reading responses to it. And holy shit, the hurt that came from those words. Like, I don't think if you are in a body like mine, you know, you can look at that and say, wow, that's a really awful thing to say. Why would you ever say that? And then you start reading the words of people who whose body looks like George Floyd. And the hurt from these people, like I'm, I'm like tearing up thinking about this. Because the people saying things like, how dare you equate our murder to progress? You know, how dare you say that this is the loss of his life is anywhere worth it? How dare you? Like, I can't even imagine how hurtful it must have been in that moment to be a black man in this country to see that. <laughs> On the occasion of a mur a state sponsored murder being found guilty for the only the eighth time in the last what twenty one years I think I read, and you have one of the most powerful people in this country saying thank you, whole oh my god that just is so soulless, and that is such a problem that we keep electing these people you know 
I read this stat the other day. Over 90% of Congress is white. Um, you know, clearly we've had one black president. I mean, this country flat out does not care about black people. It doesn't care about poor people. It doesn't care about lower class. It just doesn't. And yet, the one thing you can give the Republicans credit for is they don't pretend. You know, they're soulless. They're horrible. They're they're just terrible. And they're like, this is who we are, you know. And Democrats, they pretend, and then they, they let their true colors fly like Nancy Pelosi's statement. So there's no there's – no, <laughs> call to action on this one this is just for thought this is just for conversation I, I think we need radical change but to get there we have to admit our own failings our own flaws and that's on gun ownership you know that's there's i don't care if you're listening to this i don't it, it, and you're like well i'm not gonna listen i don't i don't care i don't care there is no reason we need these high-powered rifles there isn't you're not a military member get the fuck out and there is no reason that a policeman that video of the policeman pepper spraying the dude in his uniform, that dude should be uh, just what the fuck? Like, get police off the streets. Right. I mean, if you want to hold on to a small group of police for really horrible situations, you know, I was uh, in downtown Cincinnati when we had the mass shooting there a couple years ago. In that moment, that's what police are for, you know. And those rare occurrences where they can actually do something. But there is no reason they should be doing traffic stops. Why the fuck are you doing a traffic stop? And I once said that to a cop and he was like, well, what if it turns violent? Yeah, the one in a thousand that turns violent, great. You know, we're going to miss that one. Something terrible is probably going to happen. The other 999 is going to be better off without you motherfuckers on the street. You know, these people should still be alive if a person with a gun was not pulling over someone for a for having expired tags and an air freshener in over or hanging in their window. If a person with a gun does not pull that guy over, he is still alive. And, you know, Deontay Wright's going home to Dante. Excuse me. Dante Wright's going home to his family. That's my thoughts. Get police off the street. We have to have radical change on policing on so many things in this country. But specifically here, we're focusing on policing, on our leadership and our the, the gun rights in this country. So uh, don't talk to me about reform. I'm not here for it. That's my thoughts. Let me know what you think. Um, as always, the first person who responds to this is, is going to get a um, what am I giving out? <laughs> what am I giving out for these? Oh, a magnet. Yeah, a magnet and a sticker for the first person, a sticker for everybody else. Um, let me know what you think. Choose your struggle.